A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. Hope everybody's doing well. Walter Storholt here with you this week. Got a special edition of the show for you this time around. As we approach the end of the year, we wanted to go back to one of our more popular episodes from just a couple of years back and bring this content back to the forefront because we thought it'd be pertinent here at the end of uh, this 2023 season. Um, This is when we did a two-part episode that we have now edited down into one episode so you can consume it easily. And it's about financial resolutions. So as the year comes to a close, we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of revisit this past series talking about resolutions in case you want to make some of these for yourself for 2024. So we're going to give you some great tips that will help you start the year off right, and all of these things are still applicable in 2024. So enjoy this special edition as we bring Scott in and have a conversation about some financial resolutions you might want to make to improve your financial life next year. Uh, First one is to reduce your debt. Doesn't even really matter how much. Just just make it a goal or an aim this year, and you'll be in better shape than you would if you didn't do that resolution, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a couple. There's different ways you can go about doing this. And and the first step is really just to you know get a grasp, find out exactly how much debt you have, how much you're paying, what your payments are, and kind of get that spreadsheeted out or written down so that that you you know what your liabilities are. And then from that point forward, you can start to tackle it. There's one that Dave Ramsey promotes a lot, kind of the snowball debt payoff system where you start paying off the small debts first. You have a certain amount in your budget, you're going to pay off towards that debt, and then you tackle the small debts first. You get that paid off, then you apply what you are paying to that one to the next one, and it starts snowballing until you get to the largest debt and you're paying you know, your whole budgeted debt payment amount off on that largest debt. And there's another approach too you can take a look at. Uh, you know, what interest rates are, some of the, you know, pay off the higher interest rates first, like for instance, credit cards that tendency to have higher rates than, you know, maybe home equity loans or, or mortgages or, or personal loans. So you, you could take a couple different approaches to it, but the, the best thing is when you get into retirement, being debt free is, is beautiful because it allows your, your cash flow, you know, more flexibility in your cash flow. You don't have to be putting $1,000 a month towards a mortgage and credit card payments or whatever. That's free money you can use and less money you can take out of your portfolio that'll grow more for you. Love it. Yep. If we can all reduce our debt just a little bit, that's going to help out um, pretty much anybody as they prepare for retirement or look into the future with your finances. So that's an easy one to put at the top of the list of our mm-hmm. money resolutions for this year. Implement, uh-oh, bad word, and maybe a resolution you disagree with or don't like, or you might want to tweak this one, but implement a budget. Well, you know what? Actually, I believe budgets are quite important and nobody needs to freak out. I'm not saying that you can't, when I tell people, hey, we have to make a budget. It's not that I'm saying that you need to restrict your spending in any way. I don't really care where you're spending your money, but you need to know where your money's going. So creating that budget gives you an idea of what you're spending and where it's going. Now, if you want to change that and modify it and say, boy, I didn't realize I'm paying $150 a month on TV subscriptions, Netflix, Hulu's and Disney Pluses and ESPNs and all these things. Well, then, then, you know, 
maybe you might want to cut back on a few of those. But at least you need to know, and creating that budget gives you an idea where that money's going. Those are all great points, Scott. So it's really more about the tracking element of the budget and not so much the budget than telling you what to spend or not spend. It's, it's more of just informing your decisions. Exactly. Okay. And I think it's, it's when the budget has control over us is where people get scared of that word. But if it's more us having control over the budget, when you flip it around a little bit, it makes it a little easier to digest, perhaps. Absolutely. Okay. All right, let's do an easy one here, Scott. Check beneficiary designations on your accounts, especially if it's been a few years since you've perhaps combed through them and done this, or maybe have never done it. Yeah, it's e- easily overlooked. People forget about it all the time. It, it's, you know, it's something they don't think about. And when I, every year when I do reviews with my clients, we do a, a beneficiary review to make sure that, you know, indeed, the beneficiaries match up what they want. Now, most people don't dislike one of their children all of a sudden in a year, but you know, you just need them to to stay on top of that and know, you know, exactly what's going on because people, you know, pass away. Maybe you're giving it to your sister, brother, kind of forgot to change it. And, you know, everybody's heard examples where, and I've ran across this too, where somebody died and never changed their beneficiary. It's an ex-wife or, or and it creates a bunch of drama. And it's just keeping up on that, you know, definitely is a smart thing to do. Organize your financial life to make sure you've got, uh, you know, easy access to the important things that inform you about your finances. Absolutely. Have, have your, your online logins in one place, your wills, all your types of stuff. Get an idea of the budget. Get everything all kind of wrapped together and get it in one spot, whether you keep it on a computer or you keep hard copies of it. Maybe put it on a USB drive so that all these things are kind of in one place because, like I say all the time, if you get hit by a bus, you know, you never know what can happen. There, there needs to be a spot where, you know, you can grab everything. I know I have this for my wife. We've, I've got all the logins. She knows how to access those. Wills, life insurance policies, disability policies, all those types of things that, that, that we have. You know, if I get hit by a bus, she just goes there and everything's right there. Review your tax bracket so you don't get surprised later in the year. Perhaps the laws have changed a little bit, or perhaps it's you whose financial situation has been adjusted. Just make sure you don't get caught off guard here, right? Yeah. You know, I always have a saying, tip your server, not the IRS. So, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, tip your <laughs> server, not your IRS, not the IRS. And, and, and if you just prepare and you have an idea where you're at in your brackets, you know, you can take a look at, at some opportunities and do some different things to take advantage of that, or maybe try to lower your income a little bit by doing some different things to reduce your tax bracket. And you, you have to realize, too, that they are marginal tax rates. So if you bump up into the 22% tax bracket, for instance, that doesn't mean you pay 22% on all of your money. It's simply you only pay 22% on the amount you went over. But, you know, it's a good idea to kind of know where you're at. And, you know, taxes are crazy right now. I mean, all the time we're hearing about tax increases. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I am a firm believer that I think tax rates have to go up. It's not a political thing. I think that simply we've just spent so much money and we continue to spend so much money and uh, that the government's simply going to need more. And there's only so many places they can grab money from. They can tax dead people with the state taxes. They can, you know, do different things. But eventually it's coming down to us. And it's not just going to be the people making over $400,000 either. All right. Here's another one for you, Scott. Update your paycheck withholdings if you're still working, especially if you've had some major life events happen. Yeah, that you know, this is something I see all the time. And I think people don't understand 
uh, how the withholdings work sometimes on their paychecks. You know, it's like, do I withhold for zero or five? You know, how yeah. does that give me more withholding yeah, or less zero, withholding? one and two and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And actually, if if you, the higher the number, the less you withhold. So if, if you withhold for five, they're assuming you've got more deductions and write-offs and, and you withhold less. Uh, so, you know, that's something you should check because you don't want to be over withholding because what happens is, you know, that IRS is basically holding your money and not paying you any interest. I know it's nice in April that you file your taxes and then you get a nice big check back for two grand. You're like, woohoo, time to go buy a new TV. Yeah, feel, feels great. <laughs> yeah. And, and some people think of that as kind of like a savings vehicle for them throughout the year. Hey, I could just withhold more. I'm just going to get it back. Well, they don't pay you interest. It's from a financial standpoint. It's smarter to get your withholdings in line with what your tax liability is going to be. And then that you get that extra money in your paycheck and then you save that money and invest it. Even if you put it in a bank and earn 0. .00001, it's better than nothing. So yeah, get, you should definitely try to get those in line because it's an emotional thing where people just love getting that money back in their taxes, but it's not necessarily a smart financial thing rebalance your portfolio. And now this might be a word that a lot of people don't really know what that means. So this is where they also might want to get some help from an advisor. Yeah. And, and what rebalancing your portfolio simply is, is that if you've got a mixture of stocks and bonds, just to simplify it in cash, what happens is those stocks, in theory, they're, they're higher risk and they're going to grow more than the bonds and the cash will. So eventually what happens is that stock portion gets bigger and bigger and bigger your portfolio. And by default, because of that, you start taking more risk, more risk than you initially had set out to. I know with our clients, we kind of do a, a risk assessment. We get an idea where they should be. And then what we do is we set up that portfolio. When you rebalance, whether you rebalance quarterly, semi-annually, annually, it sets you back to your risk level that's appropriate for your goals and what you're trying to do. Because a lot of times if you don't touch it, it ends up getting riskier and riskier and riskier because those stocks are growing. Then there's a 30% market correction and you get hammered a lot more than you thought you were going to. So rebalancing keeps that risk in line and, and helps to protect from those big drops in the future. Consolidate your accounts. This is for those who have what, like worked at eight different jobs throughout their life and, and never rolled over those 401ks and they just got a whole, a whole plethora of different types of accounts open all over the place. Yeah, I run across this all the time. People come in here and they got, you know, they put a $2,000 IRA one year here. They put another, you know, when, when it used to be a $2,000 contribution limit, I'd see those all the time. They open them in different places. Like, you know, like you got a free toaster or something when you open the account. But It's, it's like credit cards, right? You, you sign up an application on a credit card to, you know, get the free stress ball or whatever it is. And, exactly. You know, all of a sudden you check yeah. your credit report and you're like, when did I get a... Snoopy's Hot Dogs credit card. <laughs> Wait, there's a Snoopy's Hot Dog somewhere? Yeah, Snoopy's Hot Dogs. They're uh, <laughs> it, it's a it's a place. It's a thing. They have you know it's hot dogs. I mean, people well, rave about it, but it's to me, it's yeah, it's hot dogs. Yeah, it's, right. it's hard to yeah. mess up hot dogs, right? I mean, yeah, that's right. I, I do love a good hot dog, though. It's been mind. a while since I've had a hot dog, like just a true traditional old hot dog. Yeah, I I, I, I usually I like, splurge I, for like a. I don't know, something more like a brat. Yeah, well, I do like that. And the poor sausages. Oh, yeah, mm. good stuff. You know, it's got a good hot we're, dog. We're, we're totally off track. Here. Yeah, yeah, and always. I mean, because I'm always hungry. <laughs> uh, 
It's Costco. And those those Costco hot dogs that you really? get there. Okay. Oh, try my gosh. Yeah, I just put some mustard and but yeah, I put some onions and mustard on that puppy and it's good, boy. Oh, that does sound good. I grew up eating so many hot dogs. I think maybe I just burned out on them because that was like my go-to, my the, my family's go-to meal was hot dogs. And when we lived at the beach, like that was what we did on the weekends. We would make a bunch of hot dogs and then put them in tinfoil and then everything would get like melted, like a little bit of cheese and ketchup and mustard. And then they'd wrap them tightly in these uh, tinfoil things. We'd go out to the beach and they'd be all kind of soggy and they would all kind of meld together from the sun of walking out to the beach. And But, you know, you're you're on the beach, it's hot and just a good hot dog would just taste so good. Yeah. And yeah. nail a couple of those. So, I don't know. Well, I guess after, after a while, you just... Uh, you just have enough hot dogs in your life. <laughs> well, before I digress, the other good place with hot dogs is uh, is uh, Five Guys has a good hot dog. Really, I've never tried mm-hmm. their hot dogs. Just yeah, just done the burgers, it. but yeah, they slice it in half. They 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 grill it on on the griddle, and uh, then they like break the bun in half, and they make it almost like a sandwich. Oh, okay, uh, it, I like it, that. Yeah, it's really good. And of course, Five Guys, you can get whatever toppings you want on it. Bacon, right. jalapeno, onion, whatever. Hmm. So, Maybe yeah, it's quite, quite tasty. And then they give you but, about eight pounds of uh, fries. So. What's, what's better? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, the reality is though, yeah, you, you, people collect all these different accounts. You know, they've worked at different jobs. They've got these different uh, 401k plans. They've never moved over. It's hard to keep track of that. Simplify. You can combine a lot of those retirement accounts together in the one account and you can kind of, you know, keep track of everything much easier. And then when you get, you know, when you're, you have to start taking money out. It makes it a lot easier, too, because you just got one account with one required minimum distribution. You don't have to figure out all the distributions from different accounts, too. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Retirement Toolbox, a financial resolution style. Hopefully, you found a few that you might want to make and commit to in 2024 to turn your finances into a better direction. If you have any questions or need some help doing so uh, when it comes to your retirement preparation or bettering your financial situation, you can reach out to Scott Searles very easily by calling 888-742-0111 or go online to talkwithscott.net and you can schedule your time to visit with Scott from your smartphone or computer. That's talkwithscott.net, uh, serving you throughout the greater Cleveland area and beyond. Easy to get in touch and set up that time to meet for a complimentary review. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with another new episode next time around here on the Retirement Toolbox. Take care. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.